Well, welcome everyone. Today we're going to dive deep into a very interesting topic. It's going to require uh, us to kind of be open-minded and be a little introspective and uh, kind of share some of our thoughts and concepts of just uh, what it means to be self-aware. And as the title said, going into this, we we're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of it. And not to say that the ugly pieces are something that um, you know you should fear necessarily. It's just again the whole point of it is self awareness, right? And understanding right. that there are going to be pieces and parts of self awareness as we dig through this and kind of explain what self awareness is all about. Uh, some of the things that you can uh, look for that maybe show you have low self awareness, and some of the things that then maybe we can start to work on to build that foundation of self-awareness within yourself and within the world around you and, and why that's important. Uh, so just getting a feel for the good pieces, the uh, pieces that may be a little bit more challenging, and then why it really is at the end of the day all relevant uh, as we move forward. So Bridget, why don't you give us a little bit more background on just self-awareness itself and why we even brought this to the table, because between you and I, it's something we talk about all the time. And as you said, there, it is something that we've been talking about for this whole year, um, 22 into 23 is, as well. And I think in the summertime when we had the whole series, I really personally, I really thought I was self-aware until I kind of dug into what that meant and then the work that it took um, behind that to get to that point. And so I, when I when I did, I really realized then that I was not um, as self-aware as I thought. I mean, mm -hmm. so one one um, quote that I like is Socrates said, "To know thyself is the beginning of wisdom." Correct. So we think, you know, in a natural that you know, having the book knowledge, having the street knowledge, etc., those type of things are um, how we achieve wisdom. Even life experience is how we achieve wisdom. But I, what I found out that trans translates to me is nothing can compare to the knowledge of yourself of thyself. Mm -hmm. Once you I, understand that. So true. And, and you know, the that's a great thing that you went back to when we did do the, the five T's throughout the summer last year and just talked about the transformation through, you know, transparency, truth and trust. A lot of that when we went through that series really did have you go, wait, wait a minute. I thought I was here. But now that I, you know, really started to peel back the layers a little bit, you started to realize, you know, I'm not as far along or in the place that I thought I was. So there's room for growth. There's room to still evolve a, a little bit. And I, I think we both experienced some of that. Um, and I'm hoping some of our audience members and that kind of followed us through that process kind of had that same experience. And this Absolutely. is what brought us back to, you know, wanted to do self-awareness now. And, and, you know, we told you, we laugh a lot about self because that's a word that between you and I, we could probably say it, you know, 15, 20 times in like 30 seconds because it's a mm -hmm. part of just how we look at self-awareness and, and, you know, uh, self-esteem and, and just self, all kinds of different things and, and why that's relevant. So moving forward to, to just kind of give a little background um, on what we see the relevance of self-awareness is, as well as maybe some of the pitfalls. And this is kind of, we're going to start with the, the bad slash ugly pieces of it to give you a feel for what we mean there. But first I want to talk about um, what one of the things that brews from self-awareness as far as starting you down that road. And it's that word of introspection or being introspective. So I want to go back to that now because I think it's we're going to probably use that quite a bit as we go through it. And I want to make sure that our, our audience is kind of tracking with what 
that means, right? So when we say introspective, um, that's that whole looking in versus looking out. And the, the best analogy I can give for that, which always makes sense, is we can all be guilty at times when things are not going our way and we're having some challenges to want to point the finger, you know, this, they, them, the world, whatever's going on, right, uh, is, is what the issue is. And it's not to say that sometimes that that might not be true. And Bridget, you use it all the time. It says, what part did I play in this? Right. So that's that introspective piece of asking the question of what or why so that you start to dig into it a little bit. The other thing that I always say is if you're pointing out at something, you have three fingers pointing back at you, right? So that's a three to one ratio. So you really <laughs> start to <clears throat> use your thought process, I think kind of in that same way. Yeah, you do need to do some due diligence and have some understanding about what's happening out in the world because that's relevant. But those three fingers pointing back at you are basically saying there's a three X factor that's there that maybe you need to look at where it resonated with you, how you were involved, what roles did you play, etc. What are your thoughts on that? And it's easier to point at someone else. I mean, because we if we talk, if I'm having a conversation with you, right, about someone what someone did to me, I could probably spend five minutes or so because five minutes is long on what they did. Mm -hmm. And I would never mention me. Just, you know, well, I'm like this because when I was 12 and then when I was 15 and then, you know, then this happened and then this happened and this all this happened to me. I can spend a, a lifetime talking about that. But I it's very seldom that I say, well, you know what I did and how it affected me and how I, and and better yet how I responded, because that mm -hmm. is the big key is how I responded to whatever it was that happened. And so mm -hmm. it's easier to say what they did. It's, mm -hmm. it's really even if we didn't have we didn't cause the problem or the situation or the negative feelings, it's still easy to say what that what that other person did or what that environment did or what that community did or what that church did. It's easy to say that and talk about that instead of identifying, well, what how did I, how did I respond to that? You know, Absolutely. based on my feelings, how did I respond? What did I do? What did I do? What was my part in that? And so what I found from last year up until up until today is, you know, being self-aware is nothing about the outside distractions and the outside influences. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with it. Maybe the right. feeling, the situation, maybe those things ha have something to do with the outside, but it's it's still not about that. It's about how you respond, how it made you feel, and feeling your feelings, and then identifying those feelings and moving moving in that and moving in that um, to become more self aware, so that in the in the future, moving forward, you'll know how to react. To all those different situations. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I want to go talk a little bit about that too, because the thing you brought up was the reaction piece. Um, and often we talk about what you can control and what you can't control. And uh, I think that's one of the key components of becoming more self-aware is starting to really understand that uh, how you respond is the thing you actually do have control over. It's the biggest piece you have control over However, you have to be able to process your way through the feelings, the emotions, the hows, the whys, the whats of what went on, what transpired, so that when you do respond or react, you are coming from a place that's true to you, that you understand, and you understand why you're reacting or responding in the way that you are. And I think that's the biggest thing that we really would like to see people take away from today when we talk about self-awareness is how to 
essentially be able to get control of your feelings, your emotions, to be able to filter your way through those different things so that when those things happen, you can be able to respond and react in a more a proper way, in a way that's more fitting to the situation and not just place and blame somewhere else, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as you work your way through it. Right. And it takes work, you know, that takes some work, work that we may not even want to do. And we'll talk about that later because mm -hmm. we got to then we have to dig inside. Right. Right. Absolutely. So then let's start to talk about what it may look like um, when I, I'm going to use the term, say, when you have low self-awareness, not you have no, but low self-awareness. Right. So some of the things that you might want to uh, start to look out for from a behavior standpoint. And again, we're always going to try to focus as best we can on the behavior itself and not necessarily the individual, because we're not placing this or coming at this from a, a, the standpoint of calling someone out or you have a problem. It's because it usually shows itself in the ways of different behaviors. Right. So one of the some of the things that to, to be on the lookout for would be things like defensive. Are you always taking a defensive posture? You know, every situation you walk into, something goes wrong. Somebody says something, someone does something, and you immediately jump on the defense, right? And that, that's the position that you take and the position you feel like you, you need to be in. Uh, so being defensive is one piece. Uh, another piece, which is a big one, and this goes back to what we covered last year, where we were doing the transparency, truth, and trust, is the trust piece. Mm -hmm. Basically, in every situation you walk into, you don't just start from a baseline of granting someone trust. You, you, you're distrusting. You, you, you show no confidence, no trust. You, you don't give anyone the latitude to allow them to be who they are without judgment, et cetera, et cetera, because you are in this distrusting place right out of the gate. Right. So that's also a, a, a component of self-awareness. Uh, arrogance is one. Um, and that's when we actually did a, a whole podcast where we were talking about the, the whole thing about uh, kind of getting out of your own way, but then also being arrogant and, mm -hmm. and, you know, that whole piece of it. And that's that's just a key component, I think, to self-awareness, putting, you know, that, that arrogance piece and you, you're always uh, blaming others and uh, feeling like you're superior to them. You're always right. They're always wrong. Uh, they're in, and, and, you know, I know some people do struggle with the shade of gray, right? That middle space where, you know, it's not definitively black and white, right? Uh, but that's kind of some ways, in some ways, how the world runs. So we need to kind of get used to some of those things too. And then the last one I want to bring on is being empathetic or, or showing sympathy or empathy, right? Uh, if you're at that from a behavior, these are behaviors. If you come at most things, just talk to the hand. I have no empathy, no sympathy for your situation, for you, uh, that type of behavior. Those are some of the things where it might be keys that we might need to start to really dig into what our self-awareness is. What do you and think I about feel like I feel like all the characteristics that you name are drawn from fear. Mm. And is a, a way of coping. Okay. Um, not being empathetic, not being compassionate. It's a it's a fear factor because then I can if I'm if I'm um, compassionate if I have empathy then I have to be transparent. Then I have to open up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if I think I'm always right and and I'm arrogant, then that's a I know for me. And we talked about when I was in high school and how I, my coping mechanism was. People thought I was you know bougie or what have you, and I didn't want to talk to people and I didn't want to be around people. I didn't fit in. I didn't feel like I fit in. And now I may be bougie for another reason, but back then. I didn't fit. I didn't feel like I fit in. And so, yeah, it was a coping mechanism for me. And so I think all those are drawn from fear, fear okay. of what I have, to, what I would have to display, you know, myself to the world. Fear mm. of what people think of me now that I'm being transparent. I'm being open. I have empathy. I have compassion. I'm not doing tit for tat. You know, I'm sitting with that. What you told me about what happened and how I made you feel. I'm sitting with that and how I made you feel and not, oh, well, you made me feel this way, you know. And so, and you know, that's a big thing for me, the tit for tat. Um, and so I think that's just a way of coping in a way. And, and it's drawn from fear. And so you you have to peel back those layers to get to a place where you're aware of what you're actually doing and why. Correct. Right. So and and that's where a lot of the challenge comes in is to effectively start to go about being becoming more self-aware. You have to kind of go look at the past. And I think that's where a roadblock actually comes up for a lot of people. Right. Because ah, I don't want to go back and revisit that, the, the feelings or the emotions, that situation. But that's actually the work that needs to be done, because mm-hmm. that's what's going to help you understand you and process through why you felt this way, why you reacted in that particular situation in a certain way. You know, so you have a historical database and we all do because we, we all have had the, the lives that we've led. Mm-hmm. And go back, look at some of those situations. Okay, what part did I play? Why did I react this way? What could have been done differently or better uh, from my standpoint? Because yeah, you can't control the other person. And a lot of the times you can't even control the situation itself. Mm -hmm. But how you responded, how you reacted, how you dealt with the situation is 100% within your control. So I think that's a key thing is people don't want to, you know, it's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But, you know, keep through the fingers and start to really look back and be honest with yourself when you do it. And the key thing to that is it's so freeing. And I've said that over and over again. It's so freeing. And I remember, and I think I've talked about it before, I was asked to be a part of an anthology. And I had to write about my past, right? Mm-hmm. And and how I went from there to here. And that was painful because I had to really, if I'm going to write something that someone wants to read, it has to be read worthy. And so that means I had to open up myself and I had to look at all the things that I'd gone through and how I responded to those things and some of the things that I caused. And mm-hmm. so- I had to go back and look at all those things. And then when you put it on paper, it becomes real. Right. And so and then I had to read it over and over again. So when you edit, you know, before someone edited, I had to read it over and over again. And it kept hitting over and over again what had happened and how I responded and how they responded and blah, blah, blah. And so that was freeing for me because then I could work. I gave myself something to work with. Instead of just acting like ne- I didn't have a past and none of those things happened. And so now we're just going to start over because a lot of people just like to start over from scratch. And that's not how life works. Yeah, you have a, a do over or a chance to to move forward from the things that have happened in the past. But we all know that we're all of some of our, you know, our lives are some of all of our experiences. Right. So we can't negate that and we can't act like that didn't happen. And so it's freeing. It was freeing for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that, that's a very true statement. So now I want to bring to the table um, and uh, some of the things to start to 
questions, I guess, basically to ask yourself to start to evaluate, you know, mm -hmm. where are you on this sliding scale of self-awareness, right? So uh, questions that you can be asked would be something like this. Do you actually know what makes you tick? You know, a lot of people right. say, do I, do you truly kind of understand self, right? So let's start there. You know, what makes you tick, you know? Uh, and as Bridget mentioned a minute ago, sometimes you need to write these things down because when, putting it on paper gives it a whole different context, I think. And it also, I think, helps to get what you're thinking and especially what you're feeling into words. And that really helps and that really matters. So when you're asking yourself these questions, still note it, uh, keep a journal or something like that. Uh, another thing is, what about your triggers? What are the things that others may do or that you are aware of, may even be unaware of at this point, that trigger you in different ways? Uh, it really would be good to capture and get your head around what those things are, because that's going to really help you start to build uh, better self-awareness when you understand where those, those touch points are that people can trigger you with. Uh, and then just general needs. What do you need, want, desire to have in your life? Um, and, and again, capturing some of that information, because if you're not, your needs aren't being met, and Bridget, you talk about this all the time, there's problems. That, that that's a major problem and and mm -hmm. what's going on with you because mm -hmm. have, not having your needs met puts you mentally emotionally spiritually into just not a good place right mm -hmm. so under but first and foremost you have to be self-aware enough to know what are those needs yes. what do you need right and then the last one i want to thought is meaning and and meaning asking that question from the standpoint of what's relevant to you um what do what's the value you place on the different things that you do have in your life, career, family, etc. What do those things mean to you? What are the meanings of those different things? Uh, Bridget, I know you have some experience working with this, and especially working with your your girls when you have to um, kind of help them with their their self esteem and, and self awareness. Because there's a lot to identify, right? And so you have to look inward and introspect. You have to go in and do the work. And so especially with identifying what makes you tick or what, what are your triggers? Mm -hmm. Because we can, um, if you don't, if you don't carefully observe the triggers, you go off, you know, somebody say something and then you don't even notice it. When you come back and like, okay, why did I do that? If you don't make those, if you don't ask those questions, you know, why's and the what's, then your triggers, you'll have triggers all your life. And, you know, you'll be the mad black woman or the mad black woman. <laughs> the mad black woman, yes, absolutely. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you know, you'll have these triggers or, you know, so then if you identify the triggers, you can remove yourself away from, okay, I see how this is about to affect me. I see, mm -hmm. I know how this is going to affect me. Um, I know how this, where this conversation is going. I, I guess I, I need to put a pin in it and move mm -hmm. and step away from it. You know, I know when they do this, I do this. Or when I'm I'm here around this circle, this is what's going to happen. So you have to identify those tricks and those triggers so that you can know where to place your, you know, yourself. And you and you're the only person that you have control of, right? Absolutely. So right. another thing that I really believe in is your needs. If you don't identify your needs, you won't know if they're met. And we all, and you know, needs can change from season to season, uh, especially with you know age. They all change. We all know that. Um, mm -hmm. But if you don't identify what those are, you don't know when you you they're fulfilled. And I, that was one for me because 
you know, I had the need to please. Um, and so that's real broad. So you're all over the place, right? And so when I had, when I, you know, when I said now, you know, no is bae. So I learned how to say no. And, and but I had to, first I had to identify where, what needs were not being met for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and vice versa, who, you know, the needs that I wasn't meeting for other people, but it was most importantly, what needs were not being met for me. And it, I couldn't, I wouldn't know if they were met or not, if I didn't know what those needs are. And we think we have, it's, it's real surface, but it's not. Correct. Absolutely. Not. Especially when yeah. you look at some of the things that happened in your life and how you responded to it, it goes back to what was your need and what was your expectation at the time? Yeah. 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 Ab- absolutely right. Um, and it, as I said, those three, and that's just, you know, four simple things. What what makes you tick? What are your triggers? What are your needs? And what's the meaning, the relevance of the things that you have in your life? Just getting some general concepts and perceptions of what those things are all about. And again, I think the best way to do it is to take some time and actually ask those questions and just write it down, right? So now yeah. that gives you a baseline, right? And I was thinking, um, in order in, in order to elevate you in that, you also have to know people and resources that you can count on and reach out to for the strength and inspiration. Because even though we're talking about self-awareness and self, we also need a community, right? A village that's going to support us in that. And so we have to build ourselves around a, a, a circle of people, what have you, um, or a village of people that um, you can count on for that strength and that inspiration to continue to show up as your, your authentic self. And that's I think that's very important, because if you start to do the research and the work on, you know, being self-aware, then you put yourself in, in the same environments, you know, that have that you have triggers or, or the same environment that, you know, does does not fulfill your needs. Then there's no need to do the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And that, that's a, a perfect segue to what I wanted to talk about next, because what I want to bring to the table now, uh, self-awareness is one piece. But now let's talk about the end game of this. And for me, in my mind, obviously, yes, the awareness is a big piece. But another self term is self acceptance, right? Because that's where we you really need to get to. That's what's going to help you uh, have that that kind of uh, shield that coat of armor on you when you get to that point of just being truly self accepting. However, to get there, this is, you know, we're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. You got to get through some of the bad and the ugly pieces of it, because one of the things that's going to be required to do that is that you truly face the realities of you. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's a big one. And I know, Bridget, you got some, some things you like to chime in when we start talking about that. Yes. Oh. Um... It's that mirror, right? You you have to look at it. Um, I did do an exercise with my girls, you know, at the beginning of every year, and I hold a mirror up to them, and I want them to tell me what do they see. I mean, not the physical aspect. What who do they see in this mirror? And they tend to look over and see what their friends are saying, or you know, and what their friends said. You know, well, she you have pretty eyes. I have pretty eyes. No, not what she says about you, what do you see in you? And so that's hard to look in the mirror and start to dig deep in, into what, um, why we think the way we think, why we um, respond the way we respond, how we process our feelings, where are our behaviors stemming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that may have to do a lot about our environment, our surroundings, our upbringings, but you know, if you're a grown person at this point, you have to start doing the work on, on you. 
and and not take all those things into consideration. Yeah, it's a, you are some of that, but you you have to start looking into you. And it was hard for me because people would you know tell me things you know you don't listen you you know and I think I've, I've said I'm very transparent guys. Um, you you listen, but you're not listening to hear. I mean, understand you're listening to hear. And I had to go back and say, am I doing that? And then I had to do the work and and still doing the work to rectify that because. Um, when you are doing, you know, when you're not looking at yourself, you, you tend to focus on what everybody else. And when you start to look at yourself, you you tend to find out that you may have been some of the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's Absolutely. a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. So uh, I, that is why the you work is necessary. Yeah. With, without question. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting. We had a comment here from one of our users uh, the on Facebook. Somebody was one of our uh, viewers. And, you know, they're saying, yike, you know, that can be scary. Um, they, they put LOL, but yes, it can be scary. It, mm-hmm. it can be very scary to um, that realities of you. And then the, the, the key component of that is, as I said, you've got to get not only identify these things, all right, from a reality, this is what's in my face, this is what's, what I'm about. There's no such thing as perfection. We we did a complete <laughs> podcast on that. So you, you, we all know there are going to be some faults and some different things that are happening. Uh, so what are those realities? Now, to be able to truly move forward with yourself and get to this place of peace and comfort and, and everything else, acceptance. You've got to just accept, okay, this is who I am. This is what makes me tick, as we talked about before. These are some of the things that trigger me. It's not that those things are going to stop triggering you. You just need to learn how to manage those things better, to identify, as you said earlier, what's causing it, what's the root of it, et cetera, et cetera. And then now you can, because you have a better, quote unquote, as we hear, awareness of it all, manage it and respond and your responses come from a different place. And the place it's coming from is what we're talking about. And the reason we think this is so relevant, your responses, how you manage, the things you feel you can have better control over is because you are now more self-aware of all things. And the main thing is self-acceptance being, I think, one of the biggest pieces of that. Right, right. And it's not, and and family, we're not talking about, well, this is just how I am. We're not talking about that. Yes, you have identified how you are. We're talking about, think about this is just how I am. And do you need to do some work to make a shift somewhere or to change something um, right. so that not so that everybody else will be okay with you, but so that you will be okay with you? Cause I know right. a lot of people say, well, you know, this is how I am, but okay, but that's not, you're not right. And you, and, mm-hmm. and not, not, you're not making me feel wrong, but I know you're making you feel wrong. Mm-hmm. And so identify those things and then do the work that to make a shift or make a change in some of those areas. Because it can, it can be it can be changed. It, it it and as you said, and that you you brought up the term fear earlier, uh, and I would say that's probably one of the biggest components that is a roadblock, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, just the fear of uh, accept getting to the acceptance piece of it, the fear of just dealing with having it in your face, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, what that means. Um, but understanding thyself is. I think a very, very important thing to work on as you as you move forward in life, uh, because what you I think a lot of people miss is not being in that place has mm-hmm. such a ramification on your relationships, uh, your, your career dynamics, 
mm-hmm. uh, and many, many other things that, that you could impact your life. So starting to put in some work and, and get past that fear uh, really can, as you use the term, really evolve and, and elevate you in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the biggest piece of it, I think, is bringing you to a place of peace. You don't have as much internal conflict and and, and turmoil within yourself once you get to this place of self-acceptance. So with that said, Bridget, I know one of the things you wanted to share was kind of your journey uh, Mm -hmm. and and with becoming more self-aware and how the hows and whys of of all of that. So how about you share with our audience kind of what that, that journey and what that path has been like for you? And so I want to start by saying this, and I and I just kind of applauded myself um, here recently. Actually, um, I had made some decisions about my my life and the path, um, and then um, but but I had been doing the work about self, and I I kind of was leaning in. On, mm, I don't know, and then I just had some some other situation that happened about to bring clarity to the decision I made was making so I can make that turnaround. So I'm very proud of myself because I, I can identify what wasn't sitting well with my spirit or what wasn't sitting well with me about me. And mm-hmm. I didn't ignore it had, like I had done in the past. Like, you know, maybe because remember, I talked about I didn't trust my own judgment um, about my own life and about the decisions I made in my own life. And so when I started to do the work and realize who I was and why I respond and why I, I say and why I think and why I feel, then I was able to say, okay, this is not, this is not how I want to feel. This is not what I want to do. This is not how I want to respond to life and, you know, and showing up as myself. And so I made that, that turnaround. So I'm really proud of myself for that, but how I became more self-aware, I asked the what questions and, mm. I, and I read it and researched it. So I had to do it because it was, it was, on paper. I mean, it was written. So I was like, okay, let me do the what questions then. And I did the work to identify what negative and positive feelings I was experiencing in certain areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And I had to write it down. I had to write it down so that it became real. And, and then I started to process what part, and I've said it before, what part did I play in it? You know, what was my response to it? Because sometimes that affects the whole dynamic of the situation how we respond to it and what, you know, what our part was. And then I started to identify ways I can make the shift, as I said, and what strengths did, which strengths do I possess to keep me focused on showing up as myself, best self in every situation? Because that situation may play out again in another, with another person or another um, area of my life. And so I had to stay focused. And so I had to identify which strengths I had in me. Mm -hmm. Who, keep me focused and then play on those strengths. And then I also applied those um, that to those negative areas and always kept my focus and still keep my focus and not on me, on me and not the outside influences. And I feel like by doing that, I can now identify my triggers right away or sit with my thoughts instead of, you know, uh, versus my impulsive re- reactions. And it helps me to say no and yes with ease. Mm. And and and, I, and that's a it's a daily thing and it's a, a weekly thing it's a monthly thing it's a yearly thing I'm sure to work on this it's not you haven't arrived you know mm-hmm. I've learned mm-hmm. that about myself even in doing the podcast we go over a topic and we research it and then we talk about it and when we did the series you know I did, I felt like oh okay well I know about transforming truth and and trust and then here comes three months later a situation happens and I started to learn started to identify that I didn't really 
have it. I did not arrive. It's still some more work to do. Mm-hmm. So that is that that is how I became more self aware, and I'm still working on that to keep you know moving forward in every situation in my life, in every every area of my life. Thanks for sharing that, and I, I have a, a little bit of a story I'd like to share as well. Before I jump into that, uh, I, I want to go back to what you were just saying about you haven't arrived, and I think that's if there's a key thing to take away from this as well, it's that. Um, working your way through self-awareness and getting to step self-acceptance, et cetera, uh, it's still just step one of one. And then mm-hmm. there's always going to be a step two, always. It doesn't matter where you are in life or how, how many years you've been working your way through this process because situations change, people change. We all evolve and we get placed in, in new situations as we work our way through life. And that gives us new experiences and that may trigger emotions you didn't even know you had before and, and, and many different things, right? Right. So that process continues. It's So it's a journey of continuing to evaluate uh, and trying to elevate yourself from a, a self-awareness standpoint. So interesting, uh, you know, and again, thanks for sharing your story. So let me give you a, a bit of background from my side of the fence when we talk about, you know, self-awareness. Um, a word that it took me, I mean, it's A, it took me a while to get to the word. Then once I got there, it took me to a place of I, I felt guilty and I felt like, man, I'm being selfish and many other things. But now I have a different perspective on it because of self-awareness. And that word is freedom. And one of the things that I had, I guess, figured out about myself is freedom for me is paramount in my life, but not the literal sense of the word freedom. It's more the concept of freedom. So let me explain what I mean. So that's being able to be free of mind, free of thought, being able to be in a situation where you have more control, uh, more guidance on the things you do in life, where you're going in your life. Uh, You're not, you know, in that box per se. So just I got spiritual, emotional, and mental freedoms that are there. And I need those outlets. I need those think pieces and parts of my life to be able to move and, and, and think freely and, and do those different things. Um, so there were times in my life when that was the driver and I didn't know that that was the driver, meaning freedom. Uh, I figured that part out. And once I figured it out, then it's like, well, why am I being too selfish or too self-centered and you know, having the guilt about keeping it all focused, I guess, to the way I wanted things to go. But then that's also what we talked about earlier in this is from a self-awareness, self-acceptance standpoint, I had to go, all right, that's me. That's not going to change. That is a paramount thing in my life. So now what I need to do is become acceptant of that and then start to be okay with that because that's going to bring me more towards a sense of peace. I'm not going to have that inner turmoil. And then what it also then allows me to do is respond back to the world from a place of calmness, from a a place of uh, self-acceptance. And it just opens your mind, opens your eyes, opens your your heart in different ways. Uh, And again, it's not that I change that freedom is not important because it is still the top thing on my list. But how I filter my way through that and then how it ends up getting presented now, uh, I think are, are totally different. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's kind of my journey uh, over the last years and decades, however you want to look at it, uh, to getting just a better understanding of me and what my triggers and pressure points and what makes me tick and all those different types of things uh, and how I brought it to the table. All right. 
Um, and freedom and peace go hand in hand. It, you it, know, that's all that all roads lead to it in terms of what we've experienced, you and I. Freedom and peace, you know, it goes hand in hand. And we everything that we do, we it, it leads to that, a place of peace, a place of freedom. Um, in any any relationship, you know, you want to feel that in any situation, whether it be career or school or whatever you're um, wherever you are in your life right now, you want to have that place of freedom and that place of peace. Absolutely. And I want to address the comment that we have here. And it says on the two things that uh, uh, that uh, constant in life is change and time. Right. And that's very true. Uh, it, ever evolving, ever changing. Uh, and if there's anything, again, we, that you want to take away from today, it's to get comfortable or try to become more comfortable with continuing to evolve and change. Uh, because if you are that personality or that type of person who says, I want to, the box to be this size and this shape, and I don't ever want it to change, but life has got some things for you, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be it, real hard for you. It's going to be because I, I take pleasure in the change. I take pleasure in it because it, it means growth for me. Um, it, it means growth. And if I stop growing, then I'm dying. You know, um, mentally, whatever you know, I'm dying. So I, I, I welcome, I welcome change. I welcome it because it means growth to me. Absolutely. So I, could what else you want to share on this before we start talking about the good pieces of it? I mean, the the true benefits of becoming more self aware. I think we we wrapped it all up in a pretty little package um, <laughs> and presented it. Um, so okay. let's get to the. So let's talk about the, the the good pieces or or some of the things that you can do to start to develop the good pieces. Um, and I think one of the biggest benefits as you, you know, use some of the concepts we already talked about, ask those whys and those what questions, get it documented, uh, just so you better understand yourself. Where that leads you uh, ultimately is going to be decision making is one piece. I think you absolutely, when you become more self-aware, more self acceptant make much better decisions because you're just you're processing at a at a rate and at a level uh that's just totally different when you have a lower uh self-awareness so your decision making becomes much less effort to it and also i think more benefit more beneficial type decisions that you do make Mm -hmm. Um, another piece of it is you also i think start to be able to see things from multiple sides it doesn't just come from me, 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 me. This is how I see it. This is my view, my singular thought process. Because when you become more self-aware, you are taking in a lot more data and mm-hmm. you're respecting and going and working your way through that data. So you can start to understand, you know, this happened. Why did it happen to me? Why did they do this to me? Now, when you can, you can process your way through and say, now I understand their perspective of where they were coming from, why they felt that way, why they reacted that way. Mm -hmm. So you can now have those things as part of your decision-making process and also just seeing things uh, from different perspectives. And I think that makes a huge, huge difference in uh, how you respond to certain things. Bridget, what, anything else that you have or that you thought of that you want to add to that list? I was thinking as you were talking, you know, just do the work because some, sometimes when we look at different experiences um, that we've had with people and, and it, let's just talk about negative experiences and how we responded. If we if we do the work and dig deep, we'll we'll learn that most of our responses are the same. 
for different situations because of something that we, you know, experienced before and we held on to that and we didn't learn from that. Um, I always tell my kids, if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to come back to it. It's just like school. You're going to have to come back to it, whether it's life lessons or, or, or school lessons. You're going to have to come back to it and repeat it. So do the work so that you don't have to repeat the lesson and then learn and observe how you respond to situations. And you'll find that and I found that most of the time I respond the same way, no matter if it was a different situation, a different person, I was still responding the same way. And I had to dig deep into to the why and the mm-hmm. what happened that mm-hmm. made me become this person. And why do I respond that way? And why do I feel like that when they say that? It's not just right. surface like, oh, I, they made me mad. But why does that make them make you mad? And why? Did, mm-hmm. OK, well, they made me mad because I don't like what they said. OK, well, they told you their opinion. Why does other people's opinion make you mad? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to dig and dig and dig to get to the self part of you, because mm-hmm. if not, it's going to always be about other people. Uh, yeah. And we talked about people pleasing. We have a video on that. We've 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 dug deep into that whole thing and, and how that can impact you. And the other thing we talk about is, you know, and I use the term uh, and from one of my mentors, and he calls it goop. I think I mentioned this before, G-O-O-P. That's the good opinion of other people, right? <laughs> and if you get stuck in the goop and that's what's driving your decision-making and, and, and what you're doing, you're going to have challenges and problems because you, you're not being true to yourself. You're responding to other people's opinions, which the most important piece of that you don't control, right? Mm-hmm. And they are sometimes on the outside looking in. They don't have the facts. They might know the, not know the data, but they're willing to share their thoughts on it. And then you are then getting upset, or angry, getting yourself all worked up over something that you really shouldn't because mm-hmm. that is their opinion based on their perspective that, again, most most times they don't have all of the facts to even bring it to the table in the first place. And in that situation, I learned about myself is that I would get upset when people said something that was against what I thought because I was upset because they didn't agree with me. So then I was upset because they, they because they didn't agree with me because I wanted to please them. So them not agreeing with me meant that I wasn't pleasing or, you know, I wasn't feeling the same way. So what are they going to do or what are they going to say about me now? How are they going to feel about me? I mean, it was deep. It went deep. Mm-hmm. Um, for me to realize where well, you just you're just upset because they don't agree with you because then that means that they're not pleased and then now they may not you know like you or whatever you know and so I had to really dig deep and I see one of the Facebook um I one of our Facebook um use a uh, friend says success is on the other side of fear always it is mm-hmm. always that one step on the other of the other side of fear mm-hmm. always. Absolutely. But that means step one of one is get to face that fear, right? You have to mm-hmm. open you have yourself to. up, yeah, and 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 be introspective and be truthful and honest with yourself. Um, I think is the, the most important piece of it, because we can always gloss over it and you know do a kind of a surface thing, but doing mm-hmm. a surface thing it is not going to get you where you need to be, right? Uh, and I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I always it, ask a question to my girls. What would you do if you didn't, if you were afraid and not like become an astronaut or anything like that? I'm talking about like on a weekly basis. Yeah. What would you do if you were not afraid? Like what, did, what would you have done this week if you weren't scared, if you wasn't mm-hmm. afraid? I mean, I could think of this week. It's been a amazing week um i could think of some things that if i wouldn't have been afraid if i would have been afraid and let this and let that stop me what wouldn't have happened or what would i have not experienced and so what um what would you do if you weren't afraid 
and, and that's not something that you, you know, something really big that you have to really deeply think about, you know, what have, would you have done this week? You know, what would you do next week? So like the Facebook user says, you know, success is on the other side of fear. I always think on that thing. What would I do? What, what can I do if I'm not experiencing fear? What mm-hmm. can I see? What can I accomplish? What can I create if I'm not if I wasn't scared? Correct. Absolutely. And, I, I, and a lot of that fear comes from judgment, mm-hmm. the fear of being judged, as you said earlier, not being liked. Uh, they don't like me anymore. Oh, God, the world's going to end. Right. Uh, and so just getting past that, because, again, what you control is you, how you react and how you respond, how that person reacts and responds and, and all those things you actually don't have control over anyway. So trying to get comfortable with that is all part of the, self, the self-awareness piece. Um, and then, as, as I said earlier, the journey of all of that. It, it, yes, you do have to be brave. You do have to open yourself up, as we talked about earlier. And, and you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, diving into self, right? And, and you know, being the realities, the truths of, of yourself. But that that's the work that it takes, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that's the way you're going to advance your way through it. Final thoughts before we wrap up. Um, I'm glad that we, you know, touched on this topic of being special because we are almost into the, the, the third, what's this, the first quarter of 2023 already. already. Um, and so we, you know, those that uh, we talked at the beginning of the year of the things that we want to do and the goals that we want to accomplish for this year. And we are almost at the first quarter at the end, at the beginning, where we're at the beginning of the, the third month almost. And so we need to be really, you know, we need to be really intentional about learning self as we try to create goals and complete goals and, and set out to for accomplishments, we need to really think about what does that look like for us? Are we doing it for self or what are we doing it for other people? You know, what are, what goals that we created this year already that is for us based on what we believe, what we feel, what we think, and how is that going to, you know, how is that going to look for us? Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that we came up, we, we brought this to the, um, to our, our, our community um, is is big, and I hope we we go into the second uh, what is the second quarter at the end of that and talk about it again and how have have becoming self aware. You know how does that help ha- helped us in the first six months of the year? Absolutely, yeah, and I, I could not agree more. So takeaways from today, um, from a final thought standpoint, for me is um, just kind of remembering that yes, you have to be brave, uh, you have to be honest and truthful with yourself. Uh, and that the ultimate goal of this is, as Bridget talked about, peace, peace of mind, inner peace, uh, getting rid of that conflict and that turmoil that you may have within yourself because of the self-awareness slash self-acceptance pieces of it, right? Uh, So working your way in those directions, I think are going to be the key components to it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, and it's, it can be a lot, Uh, but again, as my, 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 saying i say all the time about eating an elephant right how to eat the elephant one bite at a time mm-hmm. so you got to start um and just take it in pieces and move your way through it if you do feel that um you know yes it's the road you want to start to go down but you don't have um, maybe some of the, the concepts or don't how you would necessarily work that plan uh, i do have a new master class that the Ascent Academy has just released. And I wanted to bring that up to say, it's a great way to start to 
answer those types of questions of and, and truly reflect on self. Uh, so I'll pull it up. So this is set to self excellence masterclass, and you can find that at ascentmasterclass.com. Uh, right now, you can do a free preview of that. Uh, you can go through the first two modules. There are six modules total. So uh, that may be something that you might want to uh, take a quick look at. And I think that will help you uh, kind of open up that can and really start to, to dive into uh, what it means to become more self-aware and uh, work your way towards true self-acceptance. Yeah, I want to publicly applaud you for that because you have worked really hard and I know that you have. And so pushing it out, I think that's great. I applaud yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I think that's all we have for today, Bridget. Again, great session. Thank you. I thank our audience for joining. Those who shared comments, we always appreciate that because the more interaction we get, the, the better it is for everyone. I yes. hope you did uh, have some good takeaways from today's session. Uh, and we will be doing uh, more stuff coming up soon. And the last thing I want to just close with is if you do have um, suggestions on different videos or podcasts or topics that you'd like to see us do at the Ascent Academy, uh, drive me a DM or send me a message and we will absolutely try to get those things on because we're Bridget and I really are doing this as our way of giving back. And it's really about the audience and trying to help and guide you in, in different ways that we think you're going to get a benefit from. So if there's a certain thing you'd like to see us do, absolutely let us know about that. Let us know. And happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. That's next week. So I take cash. I'll, I'll send everybody my cash uh, app. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> So and, and until then, everyone take care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Bridget. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Uh, until then, bye now. Bye.